Hey y'all, it's Delaney. And it's Katie, and this is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. Actually, speaking of my background, the next three episodes, I have no control of my background. So, yeah, you might hear the air. You probably hear that right now. Aurora said she will help me get rid of that. They are currently digging to the center of the earth, outside of my window. They've been doing so since this morning. And... I live next to a bassoon, share room with a flutist, and I have a trumpet next door. Oh. All of those people are at Rider Spring rehearsals because they started the rehearsals with strings first and then everybody else second. This would not always be it. So you know what? We're going to deal with it. Why am I sharing a room, you ask? Hilarious story of not reading the instructions. But. You know what? (laughs) You know what? And you really shouldn't have said that because I was over here blaming them for that. But to be fair, oh, to be yeah, fair, okay. to we be, about to hear something that's totally to not fair, but let's fair, go here. To be fair, I'm sharing it with my best bookie, Tyler, which is hilarious. What does that have to do with reading? And I'm getting there. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm so happy you asked. He who loves to drag me for not reading submitted his thing on time and also didn't read. So we got two illiterate little Chicago people in one room because it's to be, and also to Still be. Still didn't answer my question. To what that to do with you? To be furtherly fair. Uh-huh. If you are returning to a second time to this festival, they said that you did not have to, you would get your own room because not everybody requested to get their own room and they got their own room. That's all I'm saying. So it's given very much. I'm a victim and I'm a stand in it. So. Yeah, just like that one episode we had, Katie on Katie crying. Yup. But I, I, what I did say to myself, like at first I was like, "That's freaking ridiculous." I'm pushing thirty. I'm sharing. I'm on a twin bed sharing. A room. <laughs> <laughs> but I like Tyler's one of my favorite, most hated people in the world. So it, it's been working out very nicely. We're only halfway, so I'm knock on wood. But that's like, I have a deep love for Tyler, so it's fine. But what I did say is in my 30s, you know, I kind of really, I want to be more organized. Like, I feel like I thrive on chaos. I've gone, I've gotten this far, but I want to try it. I want to try, I want to try to live a life free of, <gasps> when I do that thing. I just that don't thing. understand that. <laughs> I mean, I, I live that life to an extent as well. I just don't understand. Like, <laughs> not I, reading stuff. Like, and at first I thought like okay is it ridiculous yes it's ridiculous but I at least I feel I it's feel quite common though it's cause I was walking to rehearsal with Olivia um clarinet yesterday and she's like I have no idea where we're going and I was like she's like I don't read anything and I was like and I knew I liked you I knew it like I and okay I know it sounds crazy like you don't read anything I skim and then like the personal manager here does a really good job of like bolding certain things. So my eyes go to that first and also certain things I don't play about like rehearsals, like certain stuff, like, but I know you lay your head. is not wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) I was already like, I'm, this is might be an excuse to some people, but like, it's the truth. Like I get so overwhelmed. I can't, I cannot like, if that sounds like an excuse to you, like fine that you, I don't know you. I mean, I know Delaney, but you listening, um, but like when we were doing the contracts and stuff like for for this festival, like 
I w- it's like it was like in March. Like like girl, I'm not. I can't. I'm sorry. Like I hope it works out. I I didn't even turn it on time. I had to email and be like, hey girl, can you put me in with Tyler and Aurora? So um yeah, but I get so overwhelmed. I just cannot take in too much information. I cannot sit down and do certain stuff. So luckily it worked out for me. Um, but I say all that to say that sometimes it won't work out, and you're gonna hear um trumpet etudes and bassoon stuff so and cameos by tyler which we find you're welcome actually so yeah all right no but i get that i i used to be the type of person like inbox zero like i read every single email that i get every single one i can't i can't do it I cannot do it. I have hundreds of emails at this point because I, I had like tens of thousands that I just decided I'm finally going to clear mm-hmm. a while ago. Um, and then that's when I became an inbox zero person when I when I did that. Because I'm like, if I ain't seen it by now, like, yeah. oh, well. But now it's like I just I simply can't. There are some things that rise to the top. Um, but the thing is, I'm taking longer to respond to very important emails now than I, than I used to. There's a lot of stuff that has been on the back burner. So, and like, there's something very, 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 very important in my inbox right now. Have I answered it? Oh my God. That's the thing. I'll just mark it unread. And that's the thing. Like I'll take forever, but I won't move forward with something unless I've read it in full mm-hmm. i have something that i'm trying to do that it's literally there's so much material to read that i'm just like my attention span is totally zapped i've started reading again on the side trying to when you i first wake up before i go to bed i'm like i'm like i'm writing this lane he's not gonna read this book but i tell you it's so good i have to see i saved that it's thread where i asked people what to read because um right now i'm reading that book the hidden life of trees which is not it's non-fiction but I'm reading it. Um, I'm trying to start. I'm trying not to buy no more books right now. So I I found a couple, like two fiction books, like old that are not mine that I'm going to try first. Mm-hmm. But um, why was I saying that? Oh, well, in, in the spirit of noise, you also probably going to hear some stuff over here because I literally live at Bob the Builder's house. So, um, Oh, what I was gonna say about you skimming, skimming stuff. Katie gonna see a a, a sign that say "danger cliff" and then be like, "Oh, Dan, okay." <laughs> <laughs> like my favorite part, like I told, um, because they were writing me, like, because we have a group chat and they were writing me because I was asking questions, and Tyler finally was like, "You didn't read a damn thing," and I'm like. I'm going to tell you right now, first of all, this is the thing that gets on Delaney's nerves the most about me. Like I have a lot of redeeming qualities, I feel like, but one of my biggest personality flaws is that I do not, I'm not thorough. I do not, I do not read everything because I'm constantly overwhelmed. And that's why Aurora was so nice. She was like, that's fine. And Tyler was like, mm. <laughs> like, well, it's one of my biggest t- personality flaws. It's, I've been if like it makes you feel any better, I'm constantly overwhelmed because I'm thorough. So <laughs> perfect, perfect balance. <laughs> lose, lose situation. <laughs> <laughs> like I want to fix that, but I just don't see a world. The only thing in my entire life that I'm thorough, like hair by hair with is viola. Like I will, I could, I could spend an hour, like much too, 
my own chagrin. I will spend an hour combing through an excerpt because like I want this note to do this. I want da da da. Everything in my life else, like everything else in my life, is just schlepped together. Like just, just like we'll get through it. I think like, um, and I think that's why like I enjoy the viola because it's like there's nothing else in my life like that. I will breeze through, like, oh, for the first time in my life, I was thorough with my twists. I did some twists when I before I came here, and they are relatively all the same size. Because normally when I get to the middle, I'll be like, all right, so what kind of plats can we put, okay. can we put back here? So. Some stuff, but I just like I'm just too. I don't know, but you know, a thirty gonna be my decade. I'm finna um. No, I'm not. Let me stop lying. I don't even want to speak negative. Okay. <laughs> We're gonna see. I have to. I'm trying to really get on my monthly. Like right now, I'm taking it day by day. I'm really taking it hour by hour Listen. at this point. But um, I'm taking it day by day, and sometimes not even that. That's why that other time that meeting that got jacked up. Where we supposed to do that thing was because I was thinking, oh, I'm out of school. I don't need to check my calendar for tomorrow, confirm what day it is. Um, But now I'm really trying to hold myself to a monthly calendar too Mm. for the – because I'm trying to, like, do some stuff for, like, um, social media stuff because right now I'm really behind. I'll be promoting my stuff, but I'm, like, really behind on, like, some – things I need to hit so I'm like okay I need to start scheduling posts like I need to start batching the way that mm. people say helps you save time because like I just can't with this willy-nilly like oh I posted this on TikTok but did I post it on Instagram well I posted that one on Instagram but not yeah. on tw- like it's just too much it's too much it's too much I have to do it like I'm trying I'm really trying well I'm not yet but I'm going to and then you know I got um, that new little little giant so like that has been made me more trying to make me more organized because like I have to do that but then at the same time I feel like being like I feel like I also like I was talking to Tyler about this I feel like I'm a little too old to be like having my work suspended for four weeks like that's something I'm gonna have to think about especially like for what I want to do outside of Viola like it just makes me a little bit more chaotic than I (laughs) already am um but and I'm about to schedule my um a time to do my analytics or to look at my analytics for stuff because right now like every time somebody views a video I know about it because I'm checking it constantly I'm like I need to be doing other things and not looking at that Mm -hmm. and look at it at a certain designated day yeah a month Mm -hmm. um so anyway yep that's that speaking of Tyler we don't have much time because I'm trying to get this done before he comes in here and bullies me you know what let's slow it down because i want i want proof all right there's an anonymous like you can submit like anonymous like complaints i guess like about like the living situation i don't know what i don't know what it's for i wasn't really listening i know that tracks um and i told Tyler, i'm like <laughs> by the end of the festival someone's gonna complain because like you would never believe at our big astronomical age we just it's constant arguing because he just vexes me it's constant constant arguing like like i know they're like what's going on with the blacks this year <laughs> okay like, like if i grab your neck right now I, 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 i'm in the wrong you know <laughs> what <laughs> it's like after rehearsal <laughs> so i actually want this documented so uh, we can slow down all right i bet you'll come in here being mean to me anyway you got no way we haven't done the show in a minute sure. we should never take friendship breaks and then do the show because they always result in three hours of mostly no classical music. 
Right. So we'll see. Um, well, news this week. I just wanted to give an update because we had one episode where I think I forgot. And then last week's episode was not us. Um, well, it was me, but it wasn't us. Um, an update on the Chevalier review episode that we was everybody oh. telling everybody, oh, we're going to do Chevalier. We're going to do da, da, da. <laughs> So Chevalier was not playing in your city. Yeah. Let me see if it's playing in in Charleston. So, yeah. So, it wasn't playing in Memphis. And then Katie um, was going to a festival. So, she is not no longer. I mean, no matter if she was in Memphis because it's not playing there. So, it's not playing there, which is why. So, that's why we haven't done the Chevalier review episode. It will come when it comes, whenever she's able to see the movie. I just don't understand. It was, like, out for, like, two weeks. Yeah. Did it not do well or something? Well, I don't know. I think it has sort of a limited or like I don't know what's going on with with the rollout because I know that it wasn't coming out in the UK till like June, like June ninth. I think it was that it's coming out over Dang, there. That's his people. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, hmm, that's kind of that's kind of weird because I mean, but then it's like, well, it's another country. I don't know like how that goes, but Memphis, yeah. I don't see that. I don't, I don't know why that is. And I feel like there's no way I could have gotten... Is there a way I could have gotten around that? Like, do they tell you how long stuff is going to be in theaters for? No, right? I don't think so. Maybe there's a way you can find that out, but I don't think that's, like, a really, like, a public knowledge thing. Maybe that's an industry thing. Yeah. Because I swear it was out for two weeks. Cause I was like, I knew the day I had it in my calendar when we planned the episode of when I was going to go see yeah. it. And it was, like, three weeks after its release. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Um... Okay, what's what other news? Um, okay, the new canon project is um looking for members for a new cohort. Um, the new canon project is a joint venture that was launched in support with the support of the Sphinx Venture Fund, um, Rising Tide Music Press, the American String Teachers Association, and the American Choral Directors Association um, have partnered to focus on commissioning new works by Black and Latinx composers uh, for orchestra and choral classrooms. So they're looking for Black and Latinx composers, educators, and string pedagogues. It looks like from... Hmm. It looks like from the website, they're going to have the composers working with the educators and the string pedagogues to make sure that the music that they're composing is, you know, in line with what's needed for certain levels of classroom, you know, teaching and stuff like that. So the deadline to apply for that is June 1st um, at 1159 Pacific time. So I'll put the link in the description if you want to check out that application and more information about it um what else oh the news broke that uh jay morassi the dean mm. of the eastman school of music is not seeking for your for your appointment after his term Y'all which ends, that man out. <laughs> which ends <laughs> after the 2023-24 school year um so just a little background on that he's been the dean of eastman since 2014 but prior to that he was the executive associate dean from 2005 to 2014 um and he's also um an alumnus of Eastman too um yeah they listed some of his accomplishments in the press release which again link below um a lot of stuff I mean of course he's been the dean in some capacity since 2005 but like um apparently one of the things that he 
accomplished during his tenure was that he hired more than 60% of the current faculty at Eastman. Um, I know. He oversaw several uh, capital and infrastructure projects like the construction of Eastman's East Wing, which is a newer part, Um, renovations to Kodak Hall, Kilburn Hall, Lowry Hall, Messinger Hall, and Howard Hansen, um, and the Student Living Center. I was like, aw, memories. Um, First of all, I want to know what the renovations to Howard Hanson. That must have been after I left. Did did, Um, did he renovate it? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're not right. (laughs) I de-renovate. They come in there. Let's let's take some screws out of these chairs. (laughs) That joint look like they they saw the they got the first wood they saw at Home Depot and slapped it up. Howard Hanson himself built that. Right. <laughs> um, Maybe that's what they meant. De-renovating. Okay. It was, it was stripped. <laughs> All right. He also um, he created okay. He created um, several new divisions and programs at Eastman um, including the Bill Institute for Film Music and Contemporary Media um, Eastman Performing Arts Medicine the Master's the Master of Music and Film, uh, Film Music and Contemporary Media, um, and also the Fully Online uh, Master of Arts and Music Leadership, and the Advanced Diploma in Performance. You see me right here. I last night I was up to real late. And I was like, I'm gonna put all these notes together for Classically Black. This is the most thorough notes I've ever had. For no, when we were co- when we covered the Chicago Symphony strike, I had. I had really, really thorough notes for that. Mm. But, like, this is, like, a whole thing I need to practice because I'm going to practice reading off a teleprompter anyway. Um, he also established Eastman's first diversity committee. Um, he led the creation of Rock Music Collaborative um, partnership um, program with other arts and civic organizations that provides tuition-free music instruction um, at recreation centers throughout Rochester. Katie and I both worked with Rock Music. And we had some students, rock music students, on the show like a year or two ago, um, as well as oh yeah, your students, <laughs> 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 as well as Dr. Armin Hall, who's he's no longer at Rock Music, but he was the executive director at the time that we had him on the show. Um, he also forged a, form, a formal partnership between Eastman and Gateways Music Festival, and formed the Eastman Action Commission for Racial Justice, which I was on and um created the george walker center for equity and inclusion in music and hired the school's first associate dean for equity and inclusion and after all of that he said get me the out of here because y'all stressed him out because who in this economy who don't want a job like, you say you know what no nah, for real i'm like this is to be honest that this was probably a really hard time to do that job um yeah and yeah so maybe how old is he when did he graduate Eason? i don't know and i don't know what degree he graduated with like if it was grad school or what that's true um but i mean he been dean well he was executive associate dean since 2005 so yeah he, he oh, that's almost 20 years ago yeah so um so i could see that um i'm actually gonna be seeing him in a week or two for the mm. first time since that that tweet that i had that went viral and then they had to he had to send out a school-wide email about it so i know he knew it was me <laughs> <laughs> awkward okay um okay and then last but not least 
we've been gone. Oh, but right. Yeah. Since we've been gone, <laughs> I was sitting in my room one fateful night, the night before the news broke, and I got an email from the Joseph Conyers. And I was like, man, we, it was right after we had recorded, and then the next week we had, yeah. you know, that other episode that he had just been appointed to principal basis of the Philadelphia Orchestra. Period. And I was like, first of all, they have been appointed to principal orchestra right, of I'm Joseph like, Conyers. Y'all like, getting real bold <laughs> with it. First of all, secondly, that should have been happening. But that's okay. We'll celebrate the accomplishment. Cause who? But you know what? He's succeeding Hal Robinson, who was um, his teacher. So, I mean, that's so cool. <laughs> Like it's just it's giving. Um, if y'all don't know, he's also he's been the orchestra's um associate principal or assistant associate. I always get them. I know the level that they go in. I believe he was associate. Sorry, associate since um uh twenty ten. Um, because you know we always just refer to it as his orchestra, so it don't really matter what yeah, it really matter what, which one he, it was, right. right? Um, and he also I was reading an article. And it says that he won out over a hundred other applicants from around the world. I'm like, of course he did. Also, both like, of you to apply to that job. That's what. That's exactly what I was I thinking. Hate that I was for like, you. <laughs> I was like, I was like, they must have had it. Like, of course there was a hundred people. So like, yeah, it was on different days, and like maybe they had it. Like maybe they had the applicants like sequestered. Like they was away from each other because like y'all couldn't have seen him there. Maybe they did a private because audition. I feel like. I wonder. Probably, like maybe. That's that's what I'm saying because like I feel like if y'all had seen him there, I would have like, away. I, I, I'm like, fact, it might as well be a revolving door. <laughs> keep the like, <laughs> like <laughs> they should really just in- install a revolving door. Like you walk in, you see Joe Conyers, just go ahead and turn right back around. Like, <laughs> because honestly, like what you finna do? Like what you finna do? What you what what, what little what little held labor you finna play? That's gonna first of all, when you walk up to the hall, you hear the bass boom. You be like, oh, I forgot to take my moment. Yeah, at this point, like, this is nothing more than a glorified practice session. Yeah, I mean, listen for you if you if you go into a, a, a audition and he's there, like you, like I don't know what to tell you. The only thing that's coming out of this for you is I hope you turn them pages real good, show them your form and everything, and they might set up a little stool next to his stand for you. I don't know what to tell I you. I mean, but good on you for you know taking a mock audition. Uh, right practice practice makes progress say, practice makes right underneath joe conyers <laughs> like, <laughs> the fact that you had the audacity to i mean okay to be fair like people move in silence maybe maybe he didn't tell nobody that like he would be taking out audition but me personally if i play bass i would never go with chest up talking about <laughs> yeah i'm gonna take this audition especially in the orchestra he was already in like it's named after him right exactly by us wherewithal like <laughs> like, like maybe section like, base but like principal base i feel like was he auditioning for them or were they auditioning for him like that's crazy to me like i, I would me personally i'll be embarrassed like you better off playing in traffic than playing with him you know what i'm saying like like i feel like i feel like he didn't even have to bring his base to the audition he didn't bring that base. like what what is there to talk about <laughs> like <laughs> like what it, you really made him a pack that's crazy what? to me like it's giving disrespect at that point 
it's like that that uh meme with Diddy and that guy and they just staring at each other. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's literally what the audition was. Like Cause what are we what are we running back? What are we talking about? His whole audition was giving just giving his passport, verifying his identity. Right. And once they know who he was, then like, okay, yeah. appointed. Like, 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 you know what? I'm gonna talk to this girl in HR. Um we'll see you Monday. Exactly. Like me personally, like, man, if I were a baseball, I'd be sick. Like just to know that you would never be that good, that must be crazy. Like <laughs> you wake up every day and deal with that. Couldn't be me. I mean, there's amazing violists, like obviously like to be a Zimmerman, whatever, but like I don't feel the same pressure. I I like I have a picture with Kim Kachkashi in. I didn't feel amazing violas, probably one of the best violas of our time. I didn't feel the heat of the sun when I stood next to her. But, like, y'all, like, probably feel that every time you open your case. Like, you open your little case everywhere around the world, you'll be like, oh, I forgot Joe Conyers. Like, <laughs> I could never deal with that. Good good on y'all, bass players. I'm, I'm praying for y'all. That's I crazy. mean, but I, the, it's the thing, though, when you have somebody like him, it's like even being worse than him is amazing. So, like, that's true. it's like you can be a phenomenal, a phenomenal bass player still. Like, so that's the thing. That's the beauty of that it. That is the beauty of like, it. Like, you know, like, you don't even, it's not even like, oh, you're not as good as him, you bad. Like, you could be one of the best in the world. But one but, of. Right. You could be the best, best bass. Like, you could be the best player. Like, they, like, God created the bass for you. And you would still be second. But ain't nothing wrong with being second. Like, right. Ain't nothing wrong with being second. Even Simone Biles got a, a silver medal at the Olympics. Like, ain't nothing wrong with it. Just know that, like, you know what I'm saying? God, being a bass player must be so much pressure. I feel bad for y'all. I really do. That's crazy. I don't feel that as a violist. Well, so. I mean, it's because you didn't feel that next to Kim Kashkashian because let me, let me, let she's me. feeling that next to you yeah when I when I met Kim Kashkashian I didn't even know what my strings were I was also mm-hmm. a senior in college but that's meanwhile t- she meanwhile she, okay <laughs> no she's Kim she Kashkashian like, is a, Brown. a let me she, let me show first of all she got a Grammy so let me shut up also if you listen to the show you take what I'm taking well I'm serious about I'm serious about like you could be the best best bass player in the world and you'll still be second I'm serious about that but it was an incredible honor to meet her. Um, but damn, Joe Conyers. It and was an he, incredible honor for her to meet you, period. Anyway, but Joe Conyers is like, <laughs> when you hear him play, it's like, they really made this instrument for you. Like, literally. Shout out to him. That's crazy. Like, that orchestra was already his, but like now, like, they literally have to change the concert master seat. Like it's no longer. Could you imagine? Like, <laughs> could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine? Like everybody come out on stage, he laughs. <laughs> you know, only bass player in the first violin section. Matter of fact, <laughs> oh, I wasn't even thinking he would move over there. Could you imagine? He moved over there. His section. His section is on the other side of the stage. <laughs> when it's time to tune, he come out with his bass. Stand, no, that's stand. exactly what they should do. That's what they should have been doing. That's why they. That's why y'all need consultants because y'all not really doing that's it right for real. Exactly, we should. They got all the first violin set up, and then it's a stool right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I would do. But I mean, y'all, y'all don't really know what's going on. Let me know when you hit us up when you're ready to to do something for real, and we'll help you. I out. remember 
one time we did that during at music camp like it was like an orchestra like sit you sit somewhere else but it wasn't like with your section I'd like, like to just like everybody sit wherever to, like help them hear what's going on around them mm-hmm. and I, I was up there I was like when the first violence was at see 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 I was period yeah I feel like that's a, yeah. that's definitely an arrangement because first of all the, that's the least they could do because the fact that y'all already allowed to breathe his air like the fact that y'all even allowed to speak to him me personally and that's why I see God knows what he's doing because you couldn't give me that type of talent because you wouldn't be able to look at me <laughs> like <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> but you know what they should really do so like you know how that, that one movement it's like the cuckoo movement of carnival of the animals where the the um the clarinet is off stage that's what the rest of the orchestra should do like mm. everybody off stage <laughs> <laughs> playing we'll and it's water. just him on stage i was like where's this going i'm so mad at you <laughs> we'll spit my water this episode have been done <laughs> yeah i like everybody that like off stage chorus yeah right except for him and like the wings are big enough like come on so put everybody in the wings in the typical orchestra seating and you know what put the audience back there too (laughs) (laughs) listen make everybody file it and then joe will be in the center of the stage yeah yeah write us let us help you out period I don't know what's been going on. My, I think maybe I turned my mic up, but then I just turned it down. I turned it down like before we started because I was like, "Dang, I feel like I'm my little what's the name loud." And now I'm acting a fool. So sorry, y'all, if that was loud. But I mean, but who we talking about? We're talking about right. Like, I was so, just about to say it's warranted. Right. Act right. Period. Well, time for intermission. Should we move? Yep. Cool. Um, oh, that's me. Right. Okay. Let me. I'm trying to figure out. Like, let's go to the message that I sent it to you. Okay. Today for the intermission, I want to opine on a tweet that I saw. Hmm. Okay. So his royal fi- his his royal flyness said, "There will be no great." artists great artists in quotes and i'm not including scientists and everything without trauma suffering or something similar it's a sad truth we don't talk about it but it is what it is maybe one day if humans ever achieve utopia maybe we may have it and i just wanted to um get your thoughts on this starting with do you agree also i know you're a libra so i know you're not gonna agree with the whole part so just tell me okay hold on (laughs) (laughs) Um, the second I saw that, I was like, "But did you absolutely see this not." You saw this huh? too? No, when you sent it to me. Ah, okay, okay. I was like, "Absolutely not." Um, also, I'm confused by what he means by maybe one day if humans ever achieve utopia, we may have it. What does that mean? Okay, half of me wants to say that he's just trying to be smart because that doesn't make any sense. The other half, which is like a a really huge chronic illness that people on Twitter suffer with. The other half of me is saying that he means like in a perfect world, like if we ever achieved a perfect world where there was no suffering at all, like it didn't exist, then maybe we could have art without suffering. 
like you know them like you know them sci-fi books or like mm. sci-fi movies where like there's a perfect place where there's like no suffering there's no trauma there's nothing it's just people like living in euphoria he's saying that if we ever achieve that which is like kind of dumb because we literally won't um that maybe there could be these things without suffering yeah that confused me because he said it and but he's referring to great artists maybe that's what confused me because I'm like, what is it? I see. But he's saying maybe we will have great artists without all those things. Yeah, I don't. I do not agree with this. I think it's like I was like, that's jacked up to me. <laughs> because people were talking about just to give a little context. I think I saw this tweet around the tweet that said that um, something to the effect of like realizing that if there was no Joe Jacksons or Tina, not Tina. What's my that's my mom's name? Tina. My bugging? What's Beyonce's mama name? Like, oh, Beyonce's? Yeah, Tina. Tina. If there was no um, Joe Jackson or Tina Knowles, like there would not be Michael Jackson and Beyonce. So I, I saw this tweet like around that. I don't understand. But was uh, to my knowledge, Tina Knowles wasn't. I was confused like, by that too. Or anything. I think people were just talking. I think Beyonce yeah. like really flourished on her own desires to be great. And I know that her dad was very disciplined, but like Joe Jackson was abusive. Yeah. So like. So I, I but I will say that that's where I saw that around. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? <clears throat> I'm struggling a little bit. Cause I'm trying to think of like. Great artists. I mean, you you will never know one. You will never know someone's story completely. But I feel like what are we okay, the trauma thing I don't agree with. I think that's like that's messed up. <clears throat> but I think about suffering, I think to an extent we all suffer for our art. Like I you know, so I think that's what's tripping me up. It's like I think about it like not constantly, but when I get into my little into my little moments, I'd be thinking about how <clears throat> how much I sacrificed to ho- hopefully achieve the life that I want. Like, how much, like, I think I talked about this on the show. Like, how much, like, if I was just working a full-time job that, like, I would not be in the financial situation that I'm in, but, like, I know that I need to practice. So, like, and there is suffering and not having, like, a lot of money. Like, I don't care. I don't care. There is some degree of suffering in that. Or, like, the effect that viola has had on my mental health you know so it's like that's the part that that trips me up like and in i don't agree with the part where he's saying and i'm not talking i'm not including scientists and everything which which i said he is oh see look me not being thorough um (laughs) okay so then fine that works so, so then i do agree with that because I feel like when you there's some there's some, and I maybe suffering is too strong of a word but like you have to deny yourself of so much stuff to excel at what you you want to do you know like if you wanted to be a doctor like in a good one you're probably like sacrificing hanging out with friends and it's probably taking a toll on your mental health and whatever well I think some people I mean especially knowing how this would go if you engage with it on twitter some people would call it semantics but i think you said the word that 
makes sense in this situation which is sacrifice mm. but he didn't use that word but he did say something similar mm-hmm. so you could argue that is that is included under that i think sacrifice is is fair um yeah. to say is definitely fair to say but when he's because when i was looking at this i was you know i'm suffering trauma like that's like for real like crazy stuff yeah and and i think when you sit like one of the reasons why I disagreed, which is one of the reasons why you said you was having trouble with it, is because that we like we all go through stuff. Yeah. Like everybody does. And so it's just so so like then what makes a great artist great is because they go through more than the average person. Yeah. That's and I don't know that I agree with that, especially because like we have so many troubled legends, so many troubled like great artists and all that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But also, when does that some of that trouble doesn't come until after they've done yeah, their greatness. That's a good point. So it's like a lot of people I've heard that about like, like, I mean, when you think about stars that like have trouble, the drugs, some of it is coming down from like this unimaginable high of playing to a stadium of like a hundred thousand people. And like, what, how do you reach that? Like, mm-hmm. how do you just come down from that or being like, um you know in isolation or like you know all that type of stuff i feel like some of that comes from just the life and the incredible pressure that being famous and being regarded as a great person when maybe that doesn't align with your vision of yourself like all that type of stuff is within that and i just like i was just like "Mm, i don't know because i feel like I think also that might be a that might be a a um hmm. okay so that that tortured artist trope has existed for a long time that's not new but I think there are some things that are like that are becoming more accepted um in like modern times like for example what made me think of this is that that talk that Richard gave Dr. Richard gave for um ISBN when he was talking about like trends in neo soul music and R&B where like all the love songs are sad now and like we used to have like they they called them singing to the coochie uh R&B songs where it would be meant like they talk about how much they love you and oh my god girl like stuff was about love and stuff was about being together and how much I love my person and now like it's all about heartbreak and everything's sad and it's Mm -hmm. all like like I feel like that type of stuff is um it's just like so many people are sad now like just in general like the pandemic the mental health crisis like all this type of stuff like people are just sad and I feel like that also may have something that may have reinforced this idea that has existed already for a long time you just made me think about that when Summer Walker said threw away your love letters I thought it made me feel better I finally got you out my bed but I can't get you out my head it's like that's why I don't listen to stuff like that I can't do it (laughs) crazy Mm-mm. i never see i have to pay more attention because like all the army i listen to like janae aiko like you know my man no more lower your tone it's like janae aiko yeah. will have you like warning a man that you ain't never even dated like i gotta pay more attention none of the r&b i listen yeah. to was happy 
Like oh shoot, mm-hmm. that's why I can't. Like there's just certain artists, certain things, certain songs that I like. I can't listen to because I'm just like, and that's why I don't. I don't like watching stuff that's sad. I don't like. Like I mean, I love Succession. Is not by nature sad. This season has some like just stuff, but um, like in general like I like watching comedies I like to like all that type of stuff because like just I cannot stuff like that would just bring me just, like sink me lower and yeah. lower and lower I can't do it I cannot do it I'm really like, looking at all of these like all my like songs like it's so I feel like there would be no great artists without trauma and suffering like especially because that's something that literally like everybody will go through in some capacity mm-hmm. i don't think that that's unique to great artists um but i think sacrifice will be a would be a, a better word because yeah. like that is like anybody who well not anybody who's successful because obviously there are shortcuts and things but like people who have really um put a lot into their craft and like I mean last last week's episode is a good example of that like obviously you know looking back um like what some of the stuff that Chris um talked about was like how he was that kid I was like oh you was one of those because he was said that he like he was he had so much like discipline instilled by his parents like his dad would sit behind him while he practiced and like all this type of stuff and he was like it was so ingrained in him that as a kid he was like why is everybody going out to play like let's go practice <laughs> and I was like you was one of those but um he, he said that he felt like he like sacrificed a lot when he was a kid mm-hmm. for like his discipline in his craft and I mean look where it got him he may have wished that he had you know played a little bit more like whatever but like now period um, he about to have a documentary coming out on uh on Hulu. Like oh, he's please. popping, you know. Uh, but yeah, I just feel like that's just sad. Cause like I mean, Tina Turner just passed. Mm-hmm. People, I watched her um documentary and that she was just it was just so sad. Like I just I feel uncomfortable with with saying stuff like this so matter of factly Mm -hmm. because it makes people write it off as like well you know they're a great person but they're like a freaking person and she was talking about how like she had so much suffering in her life and and although she also had good she she didn't feel like the good outweighed the bad and I was just like uh and then and I think that was from a little bit of an older interview so and she was in this documentary she was heavily involved but that was archival um interview like audio so I hope she felt differently towards the end of her life and I do know she was happy towards the end of her life but in some of that other audio as well she said like I don't think I've ever felt love in my life whoa like yeah which because her parents like abandoned her and like her mom like later came back in her life but she said even as an adult in one of her like current interviews this was 2019 she was being interviewed she was saying like my mom didn't like me she didn't like I did things for her because she was my mother but like I didn't I didn't feel loved by her she was like dismissive of her accomplishments and things like that obviously she was in a incredibly like horrifically abusive marriage people mocked her abuse people like all this type yeah, that of whole, stuff the fact that like that whole her whole situation like it's like a joke that's yeah crazy and then, to me like 
And then people never let her forget it. Like it was showing right. her on her press tour for What's Love Got to Do with It, the movie. And people, and she was like, I haven't seen the movie. I don't want to relive it. Like oh, people, God. she put out her book and stuff because she was like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. And I feel like maybe if I just put it all out there, like this is what happened. Y'all stop asking me about it. And I was like, girl, that's a mistake. Like they're not going to, they're going to ask you more because then they're going to have follow up questions. But like, that's what, that's what she did. And she had all of this, like, she had a freaking incredible career. But, like, I just, that's why I have some trouble with it. Because there's, there's people who have given so much to the world. And, like, we just take their suffering as a, um, sort of just, like, something that has to happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, mm, I don't know, man. Imagine type of stuff. Like, she brought so much joy to people while she was suffering. Imagine how much joy she could bring if she was also feeling that way mm-hmm. i also think like you you said something that stuck out to me about like when she said that the good never outweighed the bad i think we're so conditioned for the good outweighing the bad that maybe that's that's part of the reason why we're so comfortable saying like like trauma has to happen because it's like you can go through this little thing and then like when you to the other side you'll be like you look back and it'll be it will be worth it but it's like not it's not always worth it. Like when you look back at some stuff, like it might not be worth it to go through some stuff. And also just because like I read a quote that I had to write down. It's like, you would never be the same person you were before trauma. So you could stop trying to like look for that person. So it's like, okay, you went through this thing. It's like, she doesn't even get to enjoy, like just because she accomplished something that doesn't mean she get to enjoy how she felt before she went through the thing in the first place. So that's a really good point. Yeah. I just feel like, um, oh yeah. When, when we talk about like the good, I weigh in the bad. It's like, people got to think about like, who's good mm-hmm. because like, you're talking about the, when people hear the good in situations like this, they're thinking of like her impact and her this like oh my gosh she's an icon and she changed so many people's lives but what is she feeling right because like i'm sure she feels like proud about like her impact but like at the end of the day like that's your life that was changed mm-hmm. and like she may not she don't if she, tina turner don't have a tina turner like then she still she was still like suffering behind that i can't believe mm, the way people treat like people that have been through like abuse and stuff just reading about how freaking jacked up everybody was and then that's also coming to light with this new uh the color purple i didn't realize how controversial the color purple was when it first came out and that's resurfacing um now so we're gonna see yeah i mean i like many people have seen the color purple like a thousand times because like bt literally plays it on loop um but I had no idea because like I was I also feel like we didn't have the means to have c- discussions like the internet for better or for worse really changed the game like I feel like that's why Ooh. like when like when the Olympics were happening like people were like oh that's how y'all live in like we were in the Olympic villages like on TikTok you know like it really like changed the way we interacted with stuff so if there was Twitter around when the color pepper came out like I would have been more privy to what, what it was. I just thought it was, like, this amazing piece of film. Well, I mean, you wasn't alive when it came out. My mom. 
my mom went to the pre- like to the premiere of the color purple like she's so cute like she's like i remember when it came out i went to go see them theaters um you know i've never seen the color purple really i've never seen i've seen portions of it but like like i said i just i can't i don't think i mean of course i've seen movies that are like that depressed me before but like at this point i think i'm just i'm i'm done like i if i haven't seen it by now i'll probably never see it i might see this version maybe i mean i'm not you have to know what place you're in but like in a couple i would definitely recommend seeing at least once like when i know the story of the color purple but that it's it is so well done like they were robbed of so many awards like that movie is very good you have to be in the right place to receive it because like it's yeah. intense like it's like the because i know what happens and i'm just like uh, i don't know like man. there's a lot of like i mean if it was released like today it will come with a slew of um what's the word i'm looking for trigger warnings like content warnings rather mm. um like a sl- like a slice some of the lines like and you could also tell like we, when we talk about like we talk about tina turner we talk talking about the color purple i think about tyler perry because you can also tell like how the conversation has shifted so much like into like what can be used as a joke like People like Tyler Perry, like in his early play, like early, like late nineties, early two thousands, like that hand game that Celia and Eddie play, like that was a joke. I don't remember if he, I don't want to put no dirt on his name. So I don't remember if he actually did. She did say one line, Medea, I'm talking about one line about like Ike and Tina, but it's like stuff like that, like quoting the color purple. Um, Yeah. It's just like stuff that you could never joke about today. But I would I also took my mom to see the Color Purple musical and it's very good. That's why I am looking forward to like this adaptation mm. of it. My mom is not a musical person, so she definitely fell asleep. Um but <laughs> um I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, let us know what you think. I don't know where oh, if you're on Patreon, you can let us know what you think. I wanna hear yeah. um what y'all got to say about if you agree with this statement or not i mean i'm no i'm nowhere near or will ever be a great artist but i don't think i've i can just very oh, few you don't know about will never be i can think of very few times where i'm like damn i'm suffering right now <laughs> like, like not too much in my life like i'll be like damn it's crazy out here like, i'm suffering like i don't i can't even think of like one specific time i was like oof um but yeah we moving on yeah cool well um since we've been out um i'm sure well you might have seen the situation going on um at the kansas city symphony um regarding uh, their principal percussionist josh jones who was recently denied tenure um yeah so basically this story has been floating around um in the classical music spaces um because this tenure process appears to be um not carried out fairly um for him 
and he's one of the very he's one of the few uh black people in this orchestra and that have ever been in this orchestra and so this is obviously raising some concerns um for people within uh the community so i have a little bit of background on it and the article um from uh from kansas city um the local paper there um is linked in the description um basically he first of all he auditioned for this job on march 10th 2020 which i was like father god dang do you imagine i just like I, I saw the date when i was reading the article but it's like kept going but yeah yeah but he won the job. He had come from a, a tenured position um, before that, but of course was trying to advance his career. Um, he does a lot of stuff um, just in, I feel like in the percussion community, like I was on his website. I have to remember to put that in the, de- uh, in the description as well. And also just the fact that some people um, in that community have come out in support of him, which I'm going to get to. Um, but he um was in this process a tenure process um which includes sort of periodic check-ins um throughout the process to avoid any confusion about the outcome um but what he's saying is that some of the concerns that they brought up to him throughout this process were delayed um he was not informed of them in a timely manner any concerns that the administration or you know um the higher-ups had and that he was not allowed to tell his side of the story and that's when he sort of felt like the process was turning on him because it started off very supportive and he had the support of the music director and he had the support of um of the other the people on the other side of the tenure process um he was included in a lot of um like press materials for the orchestra um they were asking him to go out and do like outreach stuff and all this type of stuff so they seemed you know very happy to have him in his presence um in the orchestra but throughout the tenure process that uh slowly soured um and resulted in him um not being granted a tenure and at this time losing the position um and something that I didn't know until I read that article is that he is also in his last um few months I believe of cancer treatment Mm -hmm. um and losing health insurance due to this whole situation so I really hope um that this gets resolved soon yeah I mean I've heard about this and following the black orchestra like shout out to the black orchestra network like calling out and like acting on it and I just love that we have that now because like especially the people who are on the board for that like y'all not finna just get away with anything (laughs) willy nilly like they was on I mean Titus was on the news like like, I know that's freaking right I love that so much Um, I hate that it's happening to him but I just love that we have that and I love that like black people have a place where they can turn to now because it's like um sorry I just heard something black people have a a place where they can turn to because like oftentimes you have to take this you just got to take it to the head and just like whatever um 
I don't I was on Delaney before we started recording I don't know much about the 10-year process like at all I've heard I've learned a little bit since like playing with Memphis and um hearing people like go through the 10-year process but I just didn't I thought it was one of those things where like you know like in college they'll be like not in college in for like yeah for like applied instrument or whatever it's like I remember like asking Mr. Taylor about like passing your jury and I was like one time I was just like so I'm gonna pass this or what he's like I would have been told you if you wasn't gonna pass Mm -hmm. it and so I just assume like from the things that I heard about tenure it's like if I wasn't gonna gonna get this like y'all would have said something like I would have I would have been led to believe way earlier on that like I'm not gonna get this so I just found that to be really annoying um and then sounds like that's what it was supposed to have been yeah especially like I mean I guess like one could surmise it wasn't going well because the article was talking about how like he'll be doing get, get glowing reviews and then when it's up to time to have his little committee meeting it's like oh all this stuff is not going well and then he will fix the stuff and then it'll be like glowing reviews and then all this stuff is not going well so like what are y'all that's crazy to me and then what really infuriated me like when I first heard about the situation a couple of weeks ago was the fact that like first of all the CEO wasn't available for comment or whatever you you the main person who should be available for comment like all of a sudden like that's crazy to me like you should be what what's going on like how are you not available first of all you were available like just I know that's I know that's like what you're supposed to say but you are absolutely available secondly mm-hmm. um like I would like I would want to clear like they need like PR help because I would want to clear their name immediately and just to, just a blanket statement of like race is not a factor does not work anymore it never has but like definitely like in this climate does not work because race like it's like who's stupid over here like because of course they was gonna say that like what else was y'all finna say actually yeah yeah like, right because we didn't want him like, <laughs> like, like like y'all be for real like y'all be so annoying but i'm glad you brought up um the black orchestral network because that was one of the things like my first bullet point under this was that like um there are among some of the industry leaders that have come out in support um, for him. I also saw an open letter from Doug Howard, who was the former principal percussionist of the Dallas Symphony. And I feel like these are the moments to watch. Mm-hmm. These are the moments to watch who's saying what and who's saying anything. Right. Because, like, all those people, like, it's a bunch of people in the Black Orchestral Networks that got jobs right now. And I understand they, they got good jobs and they, and, um, it's some of them tenured jobs so there's a little bit more job security there um but at the same time like i just feel like these are the moments to watch to see who's saying what um and like because i've been looking you know looking to see you know who posting what's going on you had all that to say at this time but are you saying stuff when it matters that type of thing um that's what I, what I've been looking for at at this time because it's nice that we do have this um kind of formal entity now yeah. that people can lean on um to take some of the pressure off of individuals because I know that you know one of the things that they were saying was that it can be incredibly isolating as a black person in this environment um to want to like speak up and say something and so now at least for the people who may be isolated in their own area kind of have something that they can latch on to mm-hmm. man i don't 
I feel like maybe another time we could get somebody on here who has gone through the tenure process just to talk about like to fill in some of the gaps because I just like don't know really much about it but like just hearing from different people like um I was talking to somebody about tenure a couple days ago and they were like all you have to do is be a decent colleague but you have to consider the source right and I'm not going like obviously like this person like we mad cool like um but hearing that from you versus hearing me hearing it from like Jen or um Alex versus that person if you pick it up when I'm putting down like I don't know to tell you but like I'm sure some people would some people's experience would be all you gotta do is be a decent colleague and mm. other people it's like you gotta be on your P's and Q's I mean you should you gotta be on your P's and Q's regardless but like but if Furious made is I also hate that I don't understand so much about it because it's like I learned a couple of days ago that if you don't get tenure, you lose your job. I didn't know that. Like, I just thought it was like, if you didn't get tenure, you, it's like, okay, we try again. And it's like, someone told me like, yeah, you try again. Like maybe three months later, they'll come to you. But like, after that, it's like, they auditioning again. I was like, that's crazy. And it's also like, the tenure process is so messed up too, from what I understand. Cause it's like, if your stand partner not rocking with you, like for strings, it's like, it could be anything that, yeah i don't know man and also the fact that like he's in like i know you were saying like oh be a you got to be a decent colleague but also like he was in a leadership position as a principal player and there was some duties that i didn't really realize came with that like one of the things that they said was like oh make sure you keep the room tidy the room tidy Mm, and also like what the room looked like right. because that's that sounds that sounds like, that sound like y'all was trying to figure out trying to scramble like how not to hire him uh uh oh that 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 mallet is askew keep it tidy and also like, like who going in there the ceo not like, available for comment but he in a he in a percussion room <laughs> somebody lying i don't know man i don't know i mean unless he got the freaking marimba turned upside down right. all this type of stuff like i don't see what the room got to do with what with him having tenure like it's giving it's giving nitpicking like be for real and also like there was something about part assignments but it's like you you hired this person if i got three people i'm assuming you hired them they could all play so okay person a gonna play triangle person b finna play glock person c finna play you know what i'm saying slapstick if they're not delivering, how is it on me? Like, I was, this whole thing is so confused. Like, I, I need a percussionist to weigh in. Like, I'm so yeah. confused. <laughs> like, because, like, I understand, like, you're assigning the parts. Like, it's a lot of different moving parts in the percussion section. Like, I get it. But at the same time, like, everybody in, everybody back there, everybody back there grown. Right. If you don't know what you're playing. If you don't know what you're playing, like, it's on, like, ask a question. Like, <laughs> just, I, like I just don't, I don't get it. Like, I feel like, and it's also no tea to Miss Girl who wrote this article, but, like, I want somebody to explain this to me who's a classical musician because it, it's like some of the explanations like it was fine like it was written fine but some of the some of the some of the stuff that maddie wrote it, i could tell that she was like outside of the profession because like i'm just a little lost like like yeah i don't really see some of the duties like oh assigning parts like what Cause like to, how it, how the park get played or not? Like, like I don't know. I just like I'm so confused. <laughs> I'm just like so befuddled because it's like 
okay, you know that this piece got three percussion. The librarian done put out three percussion photos. Okay, you already know that. That you already know that. You know what I'm saying. Josh finna be on percussion one. Boom. <laughs> Everybody else is take what they want. Like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> not everybody else take what they want and i know like i'll be like seeing the little percussion diagrams like we're not helping him right now we're not helping him right now i'm just confused like and that's the thing like i'm just so confused because does he have to they're like they make these like little percussion diagrams for the setup is he supposed to be like in canva drawing those like i just need to know a little bit more like and not too much on us because like this stuff comes up like it comes up you know in terms of how we need to talk about it and whether it's a news segment and whether it's a topic and whatever like we can get somebody we could, we could try to get somebody but like sometimes we don't want this to go too far in terms of how long it goes on before we say something about it so they probably she probably like okay y'all could have got, got somebody first of all who you think we not know? too much like who you think okay we actually know yeah, well, actually i could be on a couple people who could have came on <laughs> Okay, but, but to like, be fair, like when I was preparing for this episode, I realized that this is a blind spot. Like I already knew we were talking about tenure, and me as a person with no tenure, like yeah, maybe that's a blind spot. But I just thought, like, I don't know. I just to be fair, also I sit in the front of the orchestra. Like I don't know what y'all got going on back there. Like okay, what y'all got going on? The, the amount of ruckus that happens past the cello section is crazy to me. Like y'all are living a different world. Like. I just thought that it was just like there's three we know we gotta cover six percussion instruments principal does his thing hands it out like I just thought like you know we got our triangle girl like he hit tri- triangle like real good so we gonna put him on triangle like I didn't know it was anything outside of an email hmm. I feel like also this is one thing that it kind of got me like in college. I'm also thinking about like they said that he, you know, he's in his last like couple months to a year of of cancer treatment like I don't know what it's like to do this job also with that going on. Right. That's a good point. Y'all talking about keep the room tidy. It's bigger stuff going on, like, right. and I don't. I'm not trying to put words in his mouth and you know, like how it's going, like, what it's like going through that. But I just feel like, oh, he dropped the if even if he did drop the ball on that, even if that's like what happened, like, really so freaking what? Like, <laughs> I just don't, and I don't see, and I, I don't think it's fair in a lot of situations for people to have to get into their personal situations in order to receive grace for things for being human yeah like that's a huge that was a huge thing for me in school it was like going through it but like you don't want nobody to know you going through it or like for whatever reason mm-hmm. whether that's because you don't know them like that or like it's your you know, freaking business it's literally your business like you you should be able to choose who knows about it and whatever but like y'all down his neck about little little baby stuff and then not even telling him in a timely manner and like he's gone this far he's he's like internationally renowned like y'all was y'all was oh yippee when he first got in the orchestra like y'all wanted him here and 
don't try to tell me everybody else in orchestra perfect because that was one of the things that he was saying was that like it seems like he's held to a higher standard and as we all know that is something that is all too common for black people mm-hmm. so i don't know and then all of that on then on top of he said there was some racist incidents with security yeah that was questioning questioning if his id if his id card his like id card for work was authentic now who you know is going down to the corner and asking Pookie to make them a counterfeit Kansas City Symphony like, ID y'all card. Have to be- <laughs> so he could what? Be for real. Like, y'all, like, I just, I don't understand. And then, like, I felt bad because it's like, I understand, like, a lot of people, are like, this is your dream. But that, at that point, and when I was reading the background on this, that is the point in which I exhaled and, and said aloud, is this even worth it? Yeah. And I don't mean that, like, for him specifically, like, saying that to him, but, like, sometimes, like, being in in, in this industry, certain stuff happening, it's just like, dang, is this even worth it? But then it's like, if you, you could hop over to the next industry and the same exact thing right. happened, you, just- you could be at Boeing, you could be at Target, you could be, like, wherever. So... And I don't know where we go from here because the Black Orchestral Network was saying that, you know, two things either grant him two of their suggestions were either grant him tenure or restart the process from a more fair and transparent standpoint. And I just wonder what it's like to be in an orchestra like this after all this has happened. Like, can he even go back? Yeah. And I I don't know what the attitudes are of the people in the orchestra. I'm you know, I'm gonna look at some of y'all. Cause I actually did. I looked up a couple people on their on their Facebook to see if they had posted anything. I didn't see, but of course we're not friends. They might have posted something I couldn't see. Um, but I was looking up some people because I wanted to see like you know who he's he's having support from, um, on the ground. And I feel like I would imagine that like I would in the ideal world I would imagine that like his section supports him and the musicians support him so uh, i would hope so but but it's like also sometimes like people be like musicians be so petty like if the conductor's not on your side like because i know what's his name remember what's his name's process i think he's spoken publicly about that titus mm-hmm. well old dude i i commented on him oh because old dude the white dude that was giving him problems had posted something on uh youtube i commented on i was like i'm so glad you're gone I forgot about him. I wonder what happened to him. He probably got a job somewhere else. <laughs> yup. Clarinet collected, connecting, connecting. You hear me? Collecting dust as it should be. Imagine being so far off your rocker that you lost your job. Toodles. Wow. So that's why I was checking musicians because sometimes, man, they don't be. You never know what's yeah. what other factors are going into it. But I hope he does have supportive people in the symphony. I also feel like there has to there has to be like a there has to be like a there's gonna be an evolution coming I feel like because like something has to get like I feel like there's so much like comp combined experiences in orchestra like some people got a, a some people would be like they never auditioned they just subbed until whatever some people got a b contract and and then they they're acting and they've been acting whatever for 73 seasons like some people was there as a founding member never auditioned like 
I just feel like it's unfair to know have all of these things and then to have those people impact your tenure process when they never had to go through something similar. That's crazy to Mm. me. Like, I remember someone was telling me there was, like, a panel, and this dude was like, well, I just feel like it's not fair to have, speaking about fellowships, it's not fair to have people come in. I'm like, first of all, I just want to talk about, like, when I see people be mad, because there are some, actually, I'm not going to say that. Not right now, but... Like, I think it's weird when people are weird about fellowships. I'm like, what do you think a fellowship actually comes with? Like, when this is over, I cannot stay here, for one. For two, I don't get the same pay that you get. And three, I do more work because they're carting us around the city to go to ribbon-cutting ceremonies and, and, and to teach in the schools. It's like, what do you, what do you, like, what do you think we, we get as, as fellows? And this person was talking about, like, how, like, oh, um... I just don't think it's fair that like they whatever I'm paraphrasing like come in this way and then but turns out the whole time they were a sub that just got offered the job the whole time so you have all these opinions on like everyone is there orchestra so funny it's like everyone is there came through a different door you know what I'm saying and it's like but now like y'all are so hard body on a 10 year process and I'm not saying that like y'all should let him slide but like Come on, we Josh was a black excellence. Like we know he eats, so it's like, and y'all knew it because when y'all hired him, all the press releases was all all types of. Oh my gosh, Josh OMG be so happy. He's amazing. Da, 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 da. Like and and is right, but now all, all of, a sudden, of a sudden, like <laughs> I don't know, it's not giving. And one of the things that stuck out to me was um. They, they had asked, um, they had asked, um, if the committee members had received a DEI training before or during the tenure process. And they said that that's not something that, or so they said that that's something that the symphony is working on, but this is a journey for us as an organization, but we're in a very early stage. Meanwhile, old dude auditioned in 2020. It's 2023. 2023 and four. And it's been all for three years because he March 10th. Right. Is when he is when he auditioned. So y'all knew all this time and y'all allegedly put together some DEI uh, committee. For the orchestra in general, y'all not going to tell me y'all couldn't have got something put together to make sure that the process was equitable in three years. Right. We're not asking y'all to be the pinnacle of everything and you're just completely done and everything is perfect over there. Ain't nobody asking for all that. The tenure process, it just happened. Mm-hmm. Y'all couldn't have got something together for that? Be for real. That's all like, I want to know who's on, like, reveal who's on the committee. Public shaming. <laughs> no, like, who's on the committee? <laughs> yeah, y'all get to hide. Like, who? Not who, they. Oh, it also says that they declined to provide demographic data on the tenure committee. I'm sure you sure, did. I'm sure you did. <laughs> I'm sure they did. Um. Um. But it says that they must be. They noted that their um tenure track committee members must be tenure musicians themselves, and there are no black tenure musicians at the Kansas City Symphony. There ought to be one, but here we are. 
I just so. feel so terrible for him because, like, I mean, some people can eat and they can orchestra hop, but like, you know how hard it is to <laughs> win an audition, like. And also, I read he he bought a house out there to be closer to his right. mother. Like he's married. Like he got a life. Like y'all can't be playing people's faces like that. I'm sorry. Like, mm-mm. um, also wanted to put in the description. Yes, I was gonna put his website because he has some stuff on there. Um, he has a lot. He makes a lot of stuff like. Has a book on there. He has a lot of like pedagogical materials for percussionists. He has all he has courses and all that type of stuff. If you'd like to support him, if you are a percussionist or you have a percussionist in your life, um, there are some ways to support him on his on his website. And also, um, the Black Orchestral Network has um some stuff on their social media and one of the things that they've suggested to support him also is just making your stance known to the Kansas City a symphony um that you are in support of him and um his tenure look all their in all their instagram comments are hashtag tenure josh i know that's freaking right <laughs> period well we'll be um hopefully having a positive update soon Hopefully. What? Anything else? Nope. All right, y'all. It's time for Black Excellence, where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props. Okay. Because <laughs> there's room for everyone at the top. This week, I'm talking about Nicole Heaston. Um, she is a soprano from Houston, Texas. Vocalist bios always gag me because it's like, I'm so sorry. Like, they, Nicole, you are that girl. I'm not reading all this. But I. <laughs> they put every single. Every single. And it's like, I already know she's that girl. Tyler had told me about her before she even came. Because we're doing Vanessa. Barbara's Vanessa. And she's playing Vanessa. And, like, I've missed several entrances just looking up. I could never be an opera musician. I, I Me, I wouldn't get tenure. Okay? Because I'm missing every entrance just looking up at her, watching what she's doing. Like, she could eat. Uh, she eats I mean um, but I would just say some of the stuff she sang with the Met, Houston Grand Opera uh, San Francisco Opera, Dallas Opera, Washington Opera Los Angeles Opera something in German, another thing in German and at the Gladderborn Festival in um, England recently, I'll tell you what she did this season she did the premiere of um, The Listeners at the North Seas Opera she did um she sang Amore in a production of uh Orfeo and Eurydice with the San Francisco Opera. Um she did Melissa and Handel's Oof Amadi Gidi. That's a big word for Elmo. Um <laughs> and then she did uh Countess Alma Viva in Nosa de Figaro with <laughs> Sing Grand Opera. You know what? You know, Miss Heath's not gonna keep embarrassing me, but um, oh, I wasn't there yet. She appeared in Memphis Symphony's opening weekend gala. Aww, 19 in the 2019 2020 season. I was not there. Um, but yeah, shout out to you. She's that girl. I enjoy her voice so much. Um, yeah, shout out to you, Nicole. 
Alrighty. Um, my piece of the week is the Fuchs Base Sonata. And that is, I, I mean, I uh, knew of that sonata. It's not very popular to my knowledge. Like, it's not like in my whole time. I don't know. I've heard it before, um, but I saw it on the uh, double bass playlist on Apple Music Classical because that's something that was cute. By the way, y'all should watch my video. Yeah, I, I did a you. review. That comment. Uh, of Apple Music Classical. No, but that's okay. Um, that's crazy. Of Apple Music what no it is I thought, I thought oh I apple I music i thought i did comment classical they have instrument playlists so i posted the viola one because somebody asked for it um but yeah okay i'm all up on your page let me finish the episode thank you so much for listening to the classically black podcast don't forget to follow us on social media at classically black podcast hey patreon love you patreon you can join the Ebony Tower uh, Patreon. I didn't forgot to say that. Patreon.com slash classically black podcast. If you're black, join ISPM. That's free, but like, don't be, don't do that. Um, Icebackmusicians.com. Icebackmusicians on social media. Yep, thanks for listening. We'll see y'all next week. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, follow us on social media at classically black podcast. I already said that. Did you say piece of the week suggestions? I don't, that don't matter. I just had one more thing I wanted to say. On Patreon, which I should have known this, but I didn't. Our lowest tier on Patreon is three dollars, but you can make a custom pledge if you would like to give us less than three dollars, or if you would like to give us more than our top tier. That is also very welcome. So, if you would like to make a custom pledge, um, even if it's a one-time thing, whatever, on Patreon, you can do that. Just found that out. Period. All right. See y'all next week. Bye. Bye.